Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I have zero idea what they're doing. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Neither do we, Charles. Neither do we. Gabe Ramirez is going to continue this Bulls conversation. Right now joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Here's our sports editor here at 670 The Score. He also covers the Bulls for us. Of course, I'm talking about none other than my guy, Cody Westland. What's up, Cody? I'm doing well, Gabe. How, uh, how are you doing on this Friday night? You know, I'm all right, man. I, I saw, I saw, I was, you know, I follow you, obviously, so I see all your tweets, and I always think to myself, like, is he is Cody taking like baby shots at people or is he just you know <laughs> you know just reporting the facts right there? So the one that stood out to me the most was uh, saying that AK said that he you know uh, thought that Billy was doing a good job. Was that was that a like a roll your eye tweet or was that like a just reporting? <laughs> no, so the, that was more reporting. I mean, this has been interesting to me even before. Kind of, I just think the drama of the past week with the trade deadline and and some of the rumors and then the Bulls doing nothing. How people have kind of directed their anger, I guess, is the best way to put it, with the Bulls struggling this year. And I I put most of it on the front office. I don't put much of it on Billy. Uh, I, I personally come from the belief that, like, playing hard and, like, coming out strong in a game is mostly on the players. And if you can beat the good teams in the NBA, that means you have the ability to beat uh, the sub 500 teams and the bad ones, which the Bulls have struggled with too often this year. So um, maybe I sound like a like a coach Homer here a little bit, but I, I think the fact that the Bulls have a top 10 defense when they start Vooch, Zach Levine and DeMar and Billy doesn't really have a choice, right? He has to start those three players. They built a top 10 defense like that's a credit to him and the coaching staff. So I don't know if I'd use unbelievable job to describe what he's done this year because they're three games under 500. But I think Billy has done a solid job given the circumstances. And I think most of the problems are a roster construction thing that ties back to the front office. Yeah, I, I, my biggest gripe, Cody, with this team, and it's been, it's been more obvious these last couple of games, is the rotation. Okay. I, I mean, for me, I just... I understand he's trying to get everybody in and he's trying to, you know, trying to find the, the right group on the floor for certain moments. But I think a lot of times he he's like a momentum killer. OK. And I, I feel like, you know, there might be moments where like, let's take like take 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 the third quarter going into the fourth yesterday. Zach's playing well. It's good to see him playing well in the third quarter as opposed to the first only. And so he gives the Bulls or he, he contributes to the Bulls getting that five point lead. And then he hits the bench in the fourth quarter, which I understand. You, you need some rest, right? But after a few possessions, you lose the lead. Like, get him back out there. 
Like, understand that every game matters, but I think that he's so focused on his rotations that it, it ruins the momentum, which I feel like the Bulls sorely lack at certain points in the game. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been a little bit more rigid with the rotations lately. Like, they've been a little bit more set in stone with early in the year, like Zach was actually getting a lot of the run with the second unit, right? But now they've settled back into that's a little more DeMar and Zach's a little more tied to Vooch and starters when he's out there more than he is when it's like DeMar and four subs or something. So Billy played with that early in the year. A little bit more rigid now. That's an example of, for your sake, like Zach really had it going in the first three quarters against the Nets. Like he was unbelievable. You mentioned it. Didn't have a good fourth quarter. I think he had three turnovers. I know he forced one, maybe two shots that also led to empty possessions. So like I hear where you're coming from, but like that's the balance of the coach. And they're in like game 55. He feels like they should have a pretty set rotation. And then like, we had the Andre Drummond thing lately. Like he's actually been in a pretty good rhythm with Derek Jones and Andre Drummond in the sense that he likes that small lineup with Derek Jones Jr. when they have to switch one through five and defend quick guards and anytime size is needed and it's not as much of a concern like them putting Drummond in pick and roll. He plays Drummond and that worked well for a short stretch and then it did in a couple games ago with Drummond again. So, uh, I mean, he's been searching. Billy's been searching this year. The offense, like, that is a fair concern to criticize Billy Donovan, right? If you're going to give him credit for having a top 10 defense, you got to give him criticism for having, what, the number 20, 19, 21 offense that's hovered around there for a long time. Because he has offensive weapons, hasn't built it well enough, and I, it's fair to say, I mean, the rotations can play into that at times because they go through long stretches where they can struggle to get uh, buckets, as you as you kind of know, Gabe. Yeah, because the, the, the reality is, I mean, you're you're seeing a guy play well and then he hits the bench. And it's, it's also, um, Cody, like the style of play that happens when the rotations are made, right? Where, you know, you might have a ball dominant Zach Levine who's catching his groove or even a DeMar DeRozan for that matter. And then DeMar might go out, Zach might go out. And now you, you, you're you like, the game plan changes in that in that next five minutes, six minutes. And then when the person tries to re-enter the game, it's not like they default back to what was working in the beginning. It's it's now it's a whole new offense and a whole new look because you got the guys back on the floor. That's just my gripe. That's just my thing over there. And, the second unit is is interesting that you bring up the, the gripe part. Like, there's like two schools of thought with it, right? It's play through DeMar, a lot of ISO, and then you don't have a ton of shooting always on the second unit other than Kobe. Or it's like Dragic and Drummond are doing their pick and roll <laughs> lob game, right? Like, yeah. those are the two choices, but those two things do not blend whatsoever at all. Like, it's an either-or choice, you know? Like, when Zach Levine's out there, at least, like, and DeMar's isoing, Zach's ability to stretch the floor or cut to the hoop matters a lot, right? Like, the Dragic drum and pick and roll game does not matter when DeMar has the ball. So there are weird fits with this team where, back to your point, it is never seamless with them. Yeah, it seems seems odd in those moments. And then, like, Zach, I I love when he's playing aggressive, right? You love seeing him get to the rim. You love you know, him attacking or, you know, just being able to create his own shot. But just like just like we were giving praise to Billy, we also got to give some sort of criticism. Like, does his jump passes drive you crazy because they end up in turnovers the majority of the time where he, he finds himself in the air and he's just like – and in my mind I'm like, bro, just shoot the ball. If you're, you're already there, just, just do it because I'd rather that than a turnover. I mean, it's extremely frustrating, right? And 
Look, Zach Levine's 27 years old. He's, what, in his ninth season in the NBA now or so, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a veteran. He's He's got to know that, that he can't do that. And it, it comes back to a feel for the game, right? Like, he's a wonderful scorer. He's efficient at it. But he is not 100% comfortable in a pick-and-roll game um, when to make the pass at the exact right time. <laughs> and he can do it well for stretches, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is defenses adjust, and they do not give you the same look all the time. And it's been interesting because kind of been reading some of this LeBron stuff after the scoring record and listening to podcasts and people talk. And, like, a big thing with LeBron is that he's so smart that, like, opponents that actually guard him well never give him the same look twice, right? Mm -hmm. But LeBron still figures it out on the fly. The thing with the great ones and then the ones who are just average in how they read the game is it takes them longer to understand all the looks the defense are giving them. So it can work for stretches when Zach's explosive, when he's in the pick and roll and, and creates space, he makes the right passes, but defenses change it up and a lot of times they'll give you new looks in the fourth quarter in the big moments too, especially if you're hot like Thursday night, and then it gets a little more difficult and he can't make the jump passes, and those are tough too because a lot of his turnovers, it feels like are live ball turnovers that get the other team going the other way, and that's not just two points you're giving up on your offensive end. It's like a four-point swing because they can get a really easy look on a fast break. Extremely frustrating. We're talking to Cody Westerlin here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. I, 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 I don't want to stay here, but I just want to say the other last thing that bothers me about Zach is like, if you're not gonna shoot the ball with three seconds left to go in the quarter, then don't ask for it. Don't don't. Oh. You know what I'm talking about, Cody. He'll get it, <laughs> and then he will purposely wait for the buzzer to go off, and then shoot it like as if he's all. Oh, I missed. I just I just missed the buzzer, guys. My bad. It's like no, don't go get it. But I do have a solution because I'm all about solutions, not problems, Cody. Okay. Okay. If if if, if this is because this is a this is plaguing the NBA, right? Nobody wants to take. You heard even even Dame Lillard the other day say, oh, I was so efficient. If I didn't take the half-court three at the buzzer, I would have had a better shooting percentage. Yeah. So why don't teams do this? I got the solution. Just throw the ball down the court. Just throw it to the free throw line on the other side and hope that somebody catches it, tips it, and then gets a shot that way. The problem is they'll chuck the ball over someone's head. It'll go out of bounds without being touched. <laughs> then they get the dead ball back under their hoop, right. and now coach is mad because the other team's <laughs> got right. like a 17-foot <laughs> shot. Right. No, I, we have a solution, Gabe. Kobe White would not pass up an open, an open half quarter. Never. I don't think Kobe cares. I don't think Io cares. Give it to the young guy. There's no <laughs> problems there. And look, Dame Lillard can do what he wants. If you're going to put up 60 and you're going to do it on like 60% shooting and you don't feel like chucking up a half quarter, I'm not going to go after anyone. And that's a little hypocritical. But like for a Bulls team that hasn't proved anything, for a Bulls team that's won one playoff game with this, this group of players in seven years – like, they need to just take everything a little more seriously and be more unselfish. And I just think it's an embarrassing, embarrassing example of being it is selfish. a joke right there in those moments. You even saw Ben Simmons shoot a three with the buzzer with the timer winding down yesterday. And I was like, if he could do it, so can that. We're speaking of Ben Look, Simmons. Oh, this is ahead. a habit. The Bulls have, I've counted three times in the last, like, 14 days they've done it. And that's just me paying attention. It's not like a... They did this once or so no, this year. Like no, they no, no. do it a lot. Zach himself has three times in the last couple of games or last fourteen games that you were mentioning. Um, but bring, speaking of Ben Simmons, I couldn't help yesterday while watching the game think to myself, 
that should have been a guy the Bulls maybe should you know kick the tires on and been like, well, if you guys are blowing up your team, what do you got? You got him coming off the bench yesterday. Like I thought Ben Simmons could be a guy, you know, signs the the three point shooting that could sort of emulate what Lonzo did, an unselfish player that can make everyone around him better, good defense, and doesn't care to score the basketball. Are you a fan of Ben Simmons? What are your thoughts on him? And do you think that, you know, it's, it's in his best interest to stick uh, with the Brooklyn Nets? Gabe, I like, I like your thought process here. But the problem, the problem here is that he's owed like $78 million for oh, the next okay. two years. I didn't know that. Okay. And if you took on his contract, that would be a really big problem for trying to be competitive the next two years. Because, I mean, he's probably producing at what, like a – three, $4 million rate or whatever, basically with his statistics. So <laughs> yeah. like um, now that Ben Simmons is like, look, I've always marveled at Ben Simmons, the basketball player before he went through his um, decline here in recent years. Some of it, a back injury, some of it, his, his mental approach to the game and the three point blockage that, that he can't, he's scared to shoot basically. Um, and that's really worn on the rest of his game, just how aggressive he is. But like in his heyday, he was a blast to watch, right? Like, yeah really fun aggressive in transition but no the bulls don't need any part of him the contract and they want to be more competitive before that and look this team this team doesn't need more distractions and like however you want to shake it like if he's here there's going to be a lot of drama about his role so i think the bulls should stay away from that one all right so then tell me tell me how shocked you were that the bulls didn't make any moves and 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 I don't want to say what you want them to do but yeah just let's live there we're both bulls fans Were, were you were you pissed uh, I wasn't surprised because it, it felt like there was going to be nothing big. If, if you'd ask me, are the Bulls an over-under of 0.5 moves, just anything on deadline day, I probably would have said over and they'd be involved in one move, whether it was like trading Andre Drummond or Kobe White or getting a minor acquisition or being a third team in a three-team trade, something like that. So for them to do nothing, like – what, 28 of the 30 teams is, the, is yeah. the fact going around. Everyone's pretty much doing something. So in, in that sense, I guess it's a little surprising. But the fact that there wasn't anything of substance was not surprising. I never felt like that was coming. And look, this is front office has pretty much said they want to kick the can down the road. And if they're bad for the next 27 games, then at that point, it sounds like there could be change coming this summer. So it I really feel like AK is attached to Vooch. He's attached to DeMar because they paid a lot by way of first round draft picks to, to get these guys. And they want to give them kind of one last shot before they have to realize that they might need to turn something over. So um, I, it does feel like there could be a shakeup of, of substance coming this summer with one of the big three moving in some way, shape, or form. Though. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. All right, so take me to the end of the season then. Are, are Bulls in a play-in situation or being three games behind the sixth seed? Uh, do you think they can eke their way into that position and with their continuity that AK's promising us? Oh, no, we're going we're gonna to have play-in basketball Damn it. at the United Center game. Damn I, it. They're in ninth right now. I mean, let's let's look at this. The Hawks are are up a game and a half on them. In eighth, they got a little bit better. Well, I guess that four-team trade sounds like they might be falling apart. Yeah. So maybe they're not going to get Sadiq Bay. But uh, the Knicks, what are they? About three and a half games up on the Bulls now. I feel like the Knicks are going to stay above the Bulls. So uh, I would guess the Bulls would be in that eight, nine, ten range. And and nine, ten there is where you host. If you're the nine seed, you host a play-in game. Got to win it. And you play the loser of the other one on the road, and you got to win it to get in. So I, I feel like we're going to have some play in basketball at the United Center in some form or fashion. You're breaking my heart. 
It's not what I wanted to hear, Cody. Well, it, Gotta be it'll, honest. it'll be a fun one night stand for the Bulls there, you know. <laughs> that's the problem Whatever. is that it's going to be one night. That's the, that's going to be the problem. I don't think they're going to be able to win two games and get themselves uh, to that eighth seed. Yeah, I think like their their playoff percentage now is like around thirty percent. If you're projecting them, how can they fit into the to the final eight? Basically, because it's a it's a tough path there. Yeah, it sucks. All right, so you broke my heart at the very end of this conversation, Cody. Well, have a great you weekend. You didn't even ask me about Russell Westbrook? Well, because I already know the answer to that. Bulls aren't going to get him. I know this already. This is what we oh. want. This is what I want Russell Westbrook on the Bulls. I just had this conversation with Studs. I said he'd be a per- he'd be a perfect fit for this team, someone that can attack the basket like Io, someone that can distribute the ball when he gets to the cup, and someone that will crash the boards along with Vooch. Like, he is a guy that should be here. The problem is you were just mentioning distractions, and I don't think this Bulls organization want, wants any more of them. Yeah, you know, if they add Russell Westbrook, like it's, I don't think it's what's best for their long-term relationship with like Zach Levine, for example. I I don't think it gives Patrick Williams any oxygen whatsoever to get any more shots because you're adding another ball dominant player. So I don't think it's good for their long-term future. But like, if you're asking me, are they going to win one or two more games the rest of the year if they add Russ? Yeah, they might, you know, like he's going to bring the fire and passion and that's what they've lacked. So they'll play hard. I do think he would get 18 points and 10 assists and that'd be helpful. But I, I don't think it changes what they are whatsoever this year. And it's still a play in disaster probably. And then you've probably only made life tougher to me on your relationship with Zach Levine and, and what you want Patrick Williams to become. Yeah, and everyone and everyone else on that roster. I mean, you know, now you're pushing, you know, you're pushing Caruso's minutes down. You're pushing Io's minutes down. You're, you know, Goran, is he still in, like, what does that rotation, like, if I hate Billy's rotations now, imagine what I'm going to feel when, when Russell I, Westbrook I mean, Russ there. puts up one shot every two minutes, right, like, that he plays. Like, Patrick Williams shoots, like, once every five minutes yeah. that he plays. Like, I, you're just taking that and – Putting taking Io out like those minutes, more of them are going to Russ in whatever format. And Io doesn't—he's not a high-volume shooter either. Like it's really going to be a struggle to see like one basketball, four guys that need their shots, and then just some poor fifth soul on the floor for the Bulls at the time. So, do you think uh, they're going to pull they the trigger on that, or if 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 that becomes available? I, I I mean, all the signs like when we're talking about, we know that Russ has a great relationship with Billy. We know Billy and AK oh, have true. said they want more fire on the team, and we have Woj out there reporting the Bulls last I checked um, an hour or two ago were basically front runners, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I at this point, yeah, I could see it happening. I don't, I don't have any inside information though, if that's what you're asking about um, whether it would happen. So, I guess we'll all just sit here and uh, sit here and wait and see It'll how entertaining fun. this could get. It would be, it would really spice up the last two months. Of the I, would, I would, I would be glued. I mean, I'm already glued to the TV, oh, but I would be, oh my God. Be great for sports radio. It'd be more fun to watch at the United Center and games that you thought weren't going to have much meaning before, but it, it could be something. It would be entertaining. I love it. Cody, always enjoy talking to you about these Chicago Bulls. Have a great weekend. Thanks for jumping on with me. Yep, you take care. Have a good weekend, too. Cody Westerlin, our editor here at 670thescore.com. He also covers the Bulls for us as well. Great stuff. Make sure you guys follow him. He is a great follow. Cody Westerlund, L-U-N-D, on Twitter. Make sure you guys go check him out. Um, Don't forget, guys, Sunday, the big game. We got our own coverage here on The Score. It is presented by Soda Weight Loss. That's S-O-T-A. Visit sodaweightloss.com. If you've seen Dustin Rhodes 
or if you've seen um, some of the guys here that, that promote it, they've lost weight, and I'm jealous. I'm waiting for them to give it to me. I got to be very honest. Bo down the hall. Bo Duran is. Bo Duran. Yeah. Bo Duran looks like a friggin' supermodel right now. He looks like a new man. He looks like a supermodel right now. Dustin Rose looks like he's in the best shape of his life. I, I, I sent the email to Mitch, and I was like, hey, if they need another endorser, this, this 30 pounds of dad weight can go somewhere, and soda can help me out. So I'll be waiting patiently for that one. But again, score coverage Sunday of the big game all day long. Guys, got to make sure you're here for that while you're driving around the city. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670. The score, when we come back, we get an opportunity to hear from Justin Fields. He was making his his uh, his his trip down Radio Row uh, for the big game, and he talked to a couple of people. So I know it's been a while since we've heard from our boothang, Justin Fields, and we'll get to hear his voice right here on this, air, on this radio station after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez. This is 670. The score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fields moves in the pocket and gets away. Justin Fields takes off, turns a sack into a big gain and a first down. Justin Fields the 10 that doesn't make it any bit less impressive superman does it again ah hopefully superman can be playing in the big game soon enough and that highlight can be played in february 
nine in October. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670. The score got about a half hour left on your Friday show. And speaking of the big game, do not forget big game coverage on the score sun on the score this Sunday is presented by Soda Weight Loss. That's S-O-T-A. Visit sodaweightloss.com for more information. My wife gets on my nerves all the time because she's from the East Coast. And whenever I'm drinking a pop, I'm like, oh, I'm drinking a pop. And then my daughters will be like, oh, puppy, what are you drinking? And I'll be like, pop. And my wife, with a little smirk, goes, it's soda. And I'm like, babe, why are you trying to turn my Chicago-born kids into lames? By making them call it soda. You're just, you're inflicting pain on them. And, and, and it's like, don't do it. So, anyway. Nah, no, it is soda, though. Bruh, you're from Kankakee. That's why you think it's soda. Kankakee? No, no, <laughs> Way further south than that. My point exactly. You're Springfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Springfield, it is soda. You're right. Here, yeah, in, here in Chicago, is pop. Facts. Um, you know, in Miami, they call everything a Coke. It doesn't make any damn sense. I, I remember. How, do you, how are you supposed to differentiate between the two? It's so funny. So, so my, my grandma lives in Miami. Uh, and so we would go down to visit her all the time. And people would say that. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And then so I, I never forget. We went to the movie theater. And my grams goes to the front. And she's like, let me get a Coke. And then they say, what kind? And then she's like, a Sprite. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing in the world. And I remember just looking at her, looking at dude. I'm like, y'all sound, you realize you guys sound like idiots right now, right? But hey. Wait, what what the hell are we doing here? It's hey man, everybody got their own little. I've been like, little wait a jam. minute, wait a minute. You you both understood that conversation. Trust me. Hold on. Let me get a coke. What kind? Doctor Pepper. <laughs> like what are you talking? I just about? told you I want a coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a litany of things that you can bring up, right? When you're talking about like, hey, let me get a let me get a pamper, and then you know it, that's a brand. That's not like a actual. That's a diaper. It was what you're looking for. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, I just want to hear from Justin Fields some more. He was on Radio Row. So they have like this big conference room where everybody just kind of walks around and talks to all the people that are out there. And uh, Justin Fields talked to Jim Rome as well as Jared Payton, son of the city here. And Justin, first, when speaking to Jim Rome, you know, they asked him, you know, were you already getting started on next season? And it was cool to hear Justin uh, give his answer. I feel good right now. Um, you know, of course, the first couple of weeks after the off season was just, you know, getting treatment and, and getting my body, you know, back together. But now is the time where, you know, starting to get back working out to where I'm doing workouts, no, no waste, just, you know, body stuff and, you know, uh, just, just different body control stuff and stuff like that. So um, down in Florida now, just started throwing this past week and, um, you know, really ready to get back to work. Speaking of Miami, I bet you Justin Fields isn't asking for a Coke while he's in Florida. Absolutely not. Um. Jim Rome asked some really good questions. And I think that more often than not, as Chicago sports fans, we forget how tough we are on our guys here. And it is a tough sports town because we suffer here greatly, but we're such a big city. And we, we put our livelihood into these things, watching these games and such. And it was cool to hear Justin talk about playing the quarterback position in the city of Chicago. You live and work in a notoriously tough sports town. Now, listen, yeah. if you're good and you win there, man, there is no better place. Yeah, Chicago's sure. an amazing place, sure. but it's tough, and especially if you're a QB1 in that town. Mm-hmm. To me, it takes a different cat altogether. Is this something you're cognizant of? Is this something you give any thought to? Um, I mean, no, not really. I think I would say my expectations for myself are bigger than, you know, any fan out there, bigger than, you know, anybody else out there. So, uh, you know, I, I think – 
just what I want to accomplish, you know, individually uh, with my team uh, for the city of Chicago is, you know, uh, bigger than what anybody else, you know, wants. So uh, it's really just my job to, you know, work for it and, you know, do the best I can and be the best quarterback I can for the uh, Chicago Bears. I love hearing things like that because I have high expectations for you, Justin Fields, and what I want for you. But to just know that in the back of your mind, your expectations are higher than mine. I love that. That makes me feel great. Because you don't even know what I'm thinking, but you just know. Because you're a gamer. You're a baller. You know that your expectations are higher than mine. I love hearing that. Gets me excited. It's Gabe Ramirez here at 670 Score. You're welcome. Playing you some Justin Fields. You're welcome. Hopefully, wherever you're headed right now, hopefully you're getting more excited than you actually were. Now, one thing that we weren't tough on Justin Fields on last year was the fact that he was a phenomenal runner. And Jim Rome asked him about his rushing ability and whether it'll continue in the 2023 season. I hope I don't rush for that much. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this year, I mean, I was – Why not, dude? Why not 2,000? Yeah. 2K, yo. I, I'm going to leave that to Demo and uh, Khalil Herbert. <laughs> My guys in the backfield with me. I love that he shouted out David Montgomery. The assumption there is that he'll be back. I love it. But, of course, he doesn't want to run for that again. He wants to be put in a different position where he's not running for his life, right? We all want that, too, from Justin Fields. We want, the, we want the ability to be there. We want the threat to be there so that a defensive end on the opposing team is staying home and that slant route looks a little bit easier now to throw, right? Not necessarily the fact that he will run uh, towards the outside. So that's Just cool. Really, really ideally, Justin Fields not being the leading rusher on the team is what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, six, that, that makes me feel good, too. Six, 700 yards. I was just Max. about to ask you what, you what would like an ideal number. A tweet, uh, text that in, guys that are listening right now or, or girls. Um, 312-644-6767. In an ideal world, how many yards is Justin Fields rushing for? What would you like that to be? 312-644-6767. Just go ahead and text that in. Um, you know, obviously being down in Phoenix, watching these two amazing teams ready to play and battle it out, um, He, you know, I'm sure he sees similarities in his game from both quarterbacks, um, but they, they, Jim Rome asked him, um, what does he see in Jalen Hurts? As a dynamic dual threat QB, how much appreciation do you have respect for Jalen Hurts in his game? Yeah. As you watch him. I mean, he's awesome. And I think, you know, one thing that, you know, I see from him uh, is his leadership. You know, how he leads that team, how he carries himself, you know, within that team. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see. And just the, Amount of people that doubted him, you know, after his second year, first, second year, it's just he didn't worry about any of that outside noise. He just, you know, kept his head down and work. And, you know, I'm, it's, it's awesome to see him, you know, uh, how much success he had this year. So um, great to see him and kind of, you know, him grow because, I mean, I've, I've been playing with him for or I've been training with him for what, a couple of years now. So, you know, I've seen, you know, the type of person he is, the type of work he put in. And it's just awesome to see that, you know, he's at this point and has this amazing opportunity. There's moments like that. I mean, if you play, ever played any sport, you see people that are successful, that are doing the same things you're doing, and I hope that that's what Justin Fields gets. Same reason where, like, you take Zach Levine and you allow him to go to the Olympics to play with some of the best players in the world so that you can then say to yourself, if you're Zach Levine, I am equally as capable of performing at this level as any of these guys that are on the floor. And I just hope that Justin looks at Jalen and says, Jalen's doing that? I could definitely do that. I know I can do that. And I'm sure he does feel that way, but it's cool to hear it in, 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 uh, in interview form. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670. The score. It's going over some Justin Fields audio. He was at uh, Radio Row 
at the big game. And, of course, they had to ask him what his prediction for the game is. If I was a betting man, I'd probably have to, you know, choose the Eagles. Um, you know, I think uh, they're healthier right now. I think uh, just their, their depth in the D-line. I think their defense is playing well together right now. And I think, um, you know, I think they they have a lot of weapons on, you know, offense too with, you know, Jalen leading uh, that offense and, you know, the offensive line that they have, the weapons that they have on the outside. And, of course, the, the running game is, has, has been great for them too. So um, if I was a bad man, I'd definitely say the Eagles. Didn't say anything about the Chiefs. Just all Eagles, 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 Eagles. I will tell you this. Just bet the under. Not, I'm not telling you, like, gambling advice, and I'm an expert, but I'm saying like, if you are thinking and you're on the fence, go with the under. Last two Kansas City Chiefs games, although, we, although the assumption is that they're an offensive juggernaut, 27-20, 23-20. So both scores under the 50 that's out there right now. And, and, and if you're believing what Justin Fields says in terms of the defense of the Eagles and maybe them being able to keep the Chiefs at bay without having to pick a winner, you could just make money on the over-under. You think it's going to be a high-scoring game, Studs? Nah, not, not necessarily. The, the score that I picked on the Take the North podcast for today was 31-17 Eagles. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. You think they're going to hold them to 17 points? Still yes. 48, still the under. The Chiefs defense is really good, man. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the Eagles are the best team in, in the league. Like, I mean, obviously, they're here in the Super Bowl. And they're, <laughs> but but I, I think they're just – their roster is so deep and so good. They just don't have any weaknesses. And yeah. I think that – I think Mahomes is going to have – Mahomes himself won't have trouble. I think that the dudes in front of him are going to have trouble. That makes sense. I try to I, – I, I, like, I try to look at how battle-tested a team is, especially a team like the Eagles, someone that's dominated the league. But if you just go back and look at their last 10 games, right? The Niners without anybody, right? Two straight games against the Giants. The Saints, trash. They lost to the Dallas Cowboys the last time they played them. And it was the Bears, the Giants again. Tennessee without Tannehill. And then they beat, they beat up on the Green Bay Packers, who we saw what wasn't a good team. Then it was the Colts. I mean, that don't sound like none of those teams sound like the Kansas no, the City Chiefs, Chiefs. Chiefs definitely played a better schedule. They had a tougher road to the Super Bowl. I don't doubt that, but no, I just I, I'm, I'm not even talking about a tougher road because if you look at the Chiefs, they lost to like whenever they will play a good team, they lost. Right? If you go look at their 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 record over the course of the season, I am just saying I think the reason why I think the Chiefs are going to win is because I just think they're that you know you know how that is sometimes our softball team. Undefeated all year. Didn't really feel like we were tested at any moment throughout the season. And then when faced with adversity, we couldn't battle back. And I could see the I could see the Eagles being in that same position where they're they've they've been used to steamrolling teams all year long. And then now they're facing a really good team. And if they get down early or they, you know, they just I, that's just what I think is gonna happen. This is my personal opinion. So I, I'm I got the Chiefs in the under, but uh you guys make your own opinion on that. Uh, but we are going to continue. A couple more clips from Justin Fields before we go to break. Um, he talked about the one thing that he credits the team for after the 2022 season. Not a lot of uh, bright spots, but but Justin was talking to Jared Payton about what's the one thing he credits this team for. I think there's a lot of ups and downs, you know. But I think, you know, one thing uh, everybody can say about our team is just, you know, the fightiness, uh, our culture, what we – uh, kind of built this year in our foundation. So, uh, you know, I think 
Uh, we're going to keep improving as a team, keep improving as an offense, as a defense, special teams, you know, just uh, all overall and just with the coaches we have, with the uh, kind of you know, attitude just our team has and kind of, you know, the leaders on our team and just the way we work, I, I, I think we're going to be just fine. So, uh, you know, of course, we'd love to, you know, win more games last year, but I, I, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, huge difference in culture from his first season under Matt Nagy, which was at the end of his tenure, than Matt Eberflus, who's just – even I really like the way he operates and, and runs the team. So I'm sure if you're Justin Fields, you appreciate that and you value it so much more um, than you would have with anybody else. They also uh, – Jarrett asked Justin um, about the, the notion of improving as a passer, which everyone seems to want for him. It was cool to hear what Justin had to say about that. What do you have to say about people talking about that the throwing accuracy isn't there? When we yeah. saw that at Ohio State, do you think that's going to maybe advance a little bit with, with more skill position players added to this roster? I think for sure. Um, and, I mean, some of it's on me. Uh, you know, I think I missed a lot of, you know, easy completions this like year. That. So I think it's just me fixing some mechanics up and me getting better just with the gimmies, the short throws, the bubble alerts, the screens and stuff like that. And, you know, once you start hitting those, that completion percentage just shoots up. Uh, you get eight to ten free completions each game. And, I mean, you kind of see the passing game take off from there. So uh, just going to be just fine with the receivers and, you know, kind of, you know, Chase and guys like that, you know, who came midseason who – didn't get a chance in training camp to really learn the offense. So definitely going to get together with him and kind of start that working period. I mean, we already love this guy. We love him as a leader. We love him as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. And for Jarrett to throw the question to him like, hey, if you get some more skilled position players, like, is that going to help you out with this completion? And for him to just take ownership, and that's not to do with me. Like, that's awesome, man. That feels so good to hear that. And then, obviously, when you remove yourself from a situation, and let's not forget he's super young. Guys, think about when you were in your early 20s. Like, if you're 30 right now, you think back to your early 20s, you're like, I don't even remember it because I was so dumb. Yeah, I was an idiot. An idiot. I'm like, I, like, I think, like, when people turn 21, and I think me being turning 21, I was like, oh, my God, I was a child. Like, I wasn't yeah, even, was like. a total idiot. Dude, just an idiot. Just, just doing the dumbest stuff. And, and I wouldn't have trusted me with a franchise either as a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, I get that. But. Again, you can only look to one person, or not only, but you look. You can look to a person that's in the big game right now, and that is Jalen Hurts. And when you're talking about completion percentage, 52% is first year, just as bad as Justin Fields. 61% is second year. This year, 67 if we're rounding up. That's where you want Justin Fields to be, but it, it comes with time. You need a little bit more reps. You need some more, some more game play. That's after 45 games for Jalen Hurts that he now has a completion percentage of over 65. And a dude like A.J. Brown. Which helps out a ton. And Devonta Smith. And Miles Sanders. And Dallas Goddard. We, a few we, pieces. We get the point. Just a couple. All right. Uh, on the other side, before we wrap this thing up, I was going to do Twitter time, but I, so I'm going to mention one tweet that I thought was absolutely funny. It has to do with Mitch Trubisky and getting punched in the face. Um, but then we're also going to hear from Kyle Long, speaking of Matt Nagy and his run-in, and I think we'll just have some fun reaction to it on the other side. Why did Kyle Long almost leave the team in the middle of a game? I will play the clip for you on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Do not forget, big game coverage on The Score Sunday is presented by Soda Weight Loss. That's S-O-T-A. Visit SodaWeightLoss.com so you can look like Bo Durant. A damn, it even sounds like a model name. No, he looks like one after being on the soda. We played on the softball team together, and I just literally, I didn't even know he was endorsing soda, and I was just like, yo, Bo, you look, you're looking healthy. Because remember, you shouldn't say you're looking skinny or fat. 
you say you're looking healthy. I learned that from a girl who yeah. I said was skinny. I said, man, you, you look skinny. She said, healthy, Gabriel. I said, oh, my bad. Yeah, right. I mean, so he played with us two years ago, too, right? So the first yeah. year we had the team. Yeah. And then came back last year. I didn't even recognize him. Like, literally, I was like, "Facts." that's Bo? Like, damn. Facts. It was uh, pretty impressive, to say the least. Um, so, again, man, check that out, subtleweightloss.com. Seems like they're really doing the right things over there. Um, so I wanted to mention first, uh, before we play this Kyle Long audio about uh, Matt Nagy, this tweet that I saw that was just hilarious, bro. So someone said, uh, let's see here. Mitch Trubisky tweeted out, zero truth to this. That's what Mitch t- tweeted out. And ML Football is the one that tweeted out, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson punched starting quarterback Mitch Trubisky in the face because he was not getting the ball enough before their week four matchup versus the Jets. And then he cited some other somebody else. First of all, Mitch Trubisky's a big dude. Like, nobody's just, like, this isn't a Bobby Simmons, or excuse me, a Bobby Portis and uh, Miritich situation. Like, Mitch is a big dude. You're not just, just rolling through Mitch and just rolling up on him and punching him. Like, I just, and then so the fact that he put zero truth to this, like, I wouldn't want any smoke whatsoever. Yeah, he's 6'2", 220. Bruh. He's built. Jacked. I'm six foot two twenty five right now, this dad bod I got. But if I would imagine if I took my belly and, like, turned it into muscle and threw it on my shoulders and my Like, you don't want no smoke with me at just, all. Just in general, you, you shouldn't mess with professional athletes. Like, <laughs> as a general rule, they're, they're, I talk about this with a friend all the time. Like, professional athletes are not like us. No. They're just especially they're football built, players. Yeah, they're built. Football players are psychotic. Like, are you kidding me? They love to get hit like that. Like they love that. They like hit me. Yeah, and now you want them to and like, hit me harder, harder, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna knock somebody out. To, that's like every speech ever. And then, then what else? Then you're talking about a quarterback like Mitch who has a cannon, which then would turn into what a pretty fierce right. Exactly. Like, don't nobody want that. Anyway, why am I still defending Mitch Trubisky years later? Yeah, I'm a sucker. All right. Uh, but, He's gone. He can't hurt you anymore. Yeah, you're right. But one person I won't defend is Matt Nagy. And this this little clip from Kyle Long, it's just hilarious. Because as I was watching it, I was like, what is he saying? And I had to go back and listen to it again and be like, oh, he's he's really, really talking about how he did not like Matt Nagy. Listen to we're this. We're playing the Raiders, and we were going to ask what We were in there at halftime, and our, our head coach, Matt Nagy, God bless him. <laughs> bless his heart. He looks at the O-line, he says, you guys are playing like some gutless, quiet and he stared oh. me in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to you specifically. And I stood up in the middle of the halftime thing, and I just I'm walked done. out. So you put, hold on. I made it about, oh, so I, made it about I made it wow. about 50 yards down the hallway. Yeah. You know how long these hallways yeah. are. Oh, yeah. And our security guy was like, who's my buddy? He was like, Kyle, come on, man. <laughs> I was about to say, Vontae Davis got Why didn't we hear about this story? He said, he said <laughs> not like this. He said, not like this. I had to ride eight hours in first class on the way home because I'm a starter. I'm a yeah, vet. Yeah, they, they got put me you up with first. the coach. Yeah. I sat across the aisle from Matt Nagy and his <laughs> wife for eight hours the whole way. Your husband called me a gutless. <laughs> How do you feel about that? They told me, they said, do not come back to the building. Like, don't come back. Yeah. I didn't Man. know about all We're this. done. Don't call my wow. house. Don't come by my house. We're Bre- done. Wow. Breaking a smell <laughs> in Chicago his whole career, man. First of all, just just mention the fact that Kyle was Liddy right there. 
slurring his words. And you're like, how many beers did a giant need to get to slur his words? Anyway, uh, another good story that, you know, contributes to the, the history of uh, Matt Nagy right here. All right. Uh, I want to thank my guest today, Andrew Brantz, for coming on, talking to us about the big game as well as Cody Westland talking about the Bulls. Uh, do not forget. Big game coverage on the score Sunday is presented by Soda Weight Loss. That's S-O-T-A. Visit SodaWeightLoss.com. Got to thank my producer, Adam Stadzinski. Incredible job uh, today getting these guests and uh, just, you know, kicking it with me on a Friday night, man. Hopefully you can get get after it this weekend, all right? Uh, I will be back on the air tomorrow, 8 a.m. In for Joe Ostrowski. Uh, so make sure you guys check me out. We'll be talking about all the bets happening for the big game as well. All right, mi gente, my people. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. That's it. You people have stood in my way long enough. I'm going to clown college. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.